You are now listening to the new Old Heads podcast, premiered every Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time at BringDownTheBand.com, and brought to you by No Bad Ideas, Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl, and Sun King Brewery. Support the new Old Heads by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash newoldheads. You are now tuned in to the new Old Heads podcast. I am Major 7th. The entire crew is here, starting off with my man, the voice of Indianapolis. Hey, more, what's happening? Uh, not too much, you know, just uh, another day. I would say another dollar, but, you know, that's not guaranteed either. So we just got to keep it moving any way we can. I'm with you. I'm with you when you're right, brother. I'm with you when you're right. Over to my left, uh, my man, DJ J. Diff. What's happening, man? Salutations, good sir. What's happening? Oh, man, I can't call it, man. Just, uh, I had, it was good having some conversations with you in the pre-show about that darkness. It gets dark out here. That dog, it got dog on that bus, man. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> my boy, my boy, I know what it is. Yes, sir. Right out the band room. We we own it. Rounding out the squad as always, live from the bringing down the band headquarters, my man Longevity. How are you, sir? Doing swell. Doing doing swell indeed. Thank you for asking. All right. Good to see you as always. Good to see all of y'all indeed. as always. Shout out to the chat. I believe we are up and popping in the chat with my Twitch. I see uh, Jay Brookins, Mr. Treese is in here. David, I see you. Who else did I miss? I think I saw E in here. D-Frog as well. D-Frog. Um, if I miss you, I'm sorry. That's to all the lurkers. You know, it's all good. Yeah, the lurker. If you lurking, that's cool too. We hope y'all enjoy the show. We appreciate you. Make yourself announce. You I like, that, announce I like how D-Frog always uses the uh, little emoji chick waving her hands whenever he's announcing this stuff. <laughs> I like it too. Yeah, he's consistent. Frog, I like I like that. Frog is consistent. Yeah, he's consistent. So all right man, let's go ahead and get into the rundown. I know we started a little late. Uh so let's see. Chica was in the news and I don't know if everybody knows Chica, but she is extremely dope as an MC. Um very popular. I don't know if she um it's popular from a standpoint of just, you know, household, everybody knowing her. But she's an incredible MC. Has one of the best, probably one of the top five uh tiny desk performances that I've personally seen, in my opinion. I love her. She she gets down. Lyrically, she's dope, dope creative. Um, but she got into some conversation with uh so had some conversations with some people on Twitter about, you know, women in hip hop. And one of the comments that got it started was women aren't allowed to be mediocre, not in rap. Uh, They have to be a freaking monster just to even get a chance. Her response was exactly. You can't slack because we're already at a disadvantage since hip hop is male dominated. Meanwhile, Blueface literally farts on the mic (laughs) every time and and can exit, (laughs) can exist in a genre with no problem. Show me a f- show me show me the female him with the equal amount of success. Uh, she also talked about let's see, there's another. I had a couple quotes pulled up. It says, "Where's that other one?" Yeah, here, here it is. So someone typed, "I love the I love this rap talk from the commercial field. A lot of women rappers are better than men. There's no way you telling me you telling me young boy will have a better verse than Meg or Doja." <laughs> I scratched my head. However, and, however, if someone say that Meg will eat someone like Conway track, I guess that's different. And she says, period. And I love seeing black people thrive regardless. 80% of male rappers who are successful can't hold a match to the women's bars. 
So a lot of comments in here that I thought the blue face one is hilarious to me. And I think it's a hundred percent accurate from what she said. Cause yep. M is I'm trying to get away from trash. He's, he's not that good at his craft. Um, from what, for, in my opinion, he's not that good. I think at a his lot craft. of people, I think a lot of people have, have said that time okay. and time again. So, okay. I'm just saying, I don't know for, about for, that argument. For what she's saying, though, I think she has a valid point. Um, but how do y'all feel about that, man, in terms of the comments that I read and, and the disadvantage that she says, you know, women have coming in, coming into it off top before they can even you know, get into the door because of how male-dominated the game is. Jay Moore, I'll come to you for first. Think she has a point? At one point, I definitely would have said that she had a point because it's like, okay, there was that long space of time where it was Nikki and nobody else. But right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially as someone who's in the clubs, uh, women dominate as far as like what gets played. Okay. And um, it's, I thought the thing that she said about Blueface was funny. But at the same time, Blueface has Fadiana and that's it. I don't I, We try. I remember where it was one Saturday night, you know, a, a new Blueface record came out and Lockstar was like, all right, it's early. Let's give it a chance. Shout out to my man, DJ Lockstar. And played that shit and we couldn't even get through the whole record it was terrible See? and you know that's really the last time we played anything and the reason we played Tatiana is because uh the remix with cardi on it that was a big you record know? so that honestly you're record. really trying to have a record if you're trying to have a record that gets played you know if you get uh, like a lot of djs now is like oh if, if they see oh the city girls are on it meg is on it okay that's going to be a big as far as com- i'm just saying uh, as far as commercial club Right now, this is the most balanced I've ever seen it. You know, I mean, and this is coming yeah. from somebody who who's been out here, and I've like like I said for a long time, it was Nikki and nobody else, and now there's you know Nikki, Doja Cat, City Girls, Sweetie, um, you know Miss Mulatto or Big Lotto or whatever she changed her name to. Like there are so many women who are getting an opportunity now. I think it's harder for women just because the level of like. Think about just when you go out on a date. I can throw on a sweater, a pair of jeans, and a pair of shoes, my coat, you know, and and some deodorant. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, when you you take your lady out, she's got to go through uh, all sorts of stuff to get ready to to go out and quote unquote be presentable to the world. It's a whole different level of you know going into the presentation. It's that's it's always going to be harder for female entertainers to make themselves presentable and not be talked about, especially in this uh, social media era. But, you know, even for the, you know, the, the quote unquote, you know, more lyrical, you know, you know, I, I heard uh, Rhapsody, you know, her, her, uh, one of her records is being used as the promo for the new Queen Latifah show, the equalizer that's on CBS. Like, so I heard that I song and that. it was, I love that. it was premiered right after that. the Super Bowl. So I heard Rhapsody about 50 times over the weekend, you know, so I'm loving I'm that. that. I'm just saying women, this is the most equal, like, and the thing is, I'm not going to say the most equal footing ever because, you know, early nineties, you, you had plenty of women who were in hip hop and thriving, you know, whether it be, you know, the commercial groups like uh, Oaktown 357 or Salt and Pepper or somebody who's down with the native tongues like Queen Latifah, who I just mentioned, or Moni Love, you know. Not the so Moni Love. It's, it's the most balanced I've seen it in a long, long time. I Do I think there are disadvantages to the marketing? Because, yes, this is a male-dominated era and, like, men are going to try to present what they want to see and what they want to hear. Yeah, but I think 
women are really pushing back and doing the records they want to do. You know, these are and women are supporting these women for the first time in a long time. That right because there is a, a lot good, of times. That's a good point. That's a, a lot really of times. The problem is women don't support female artists, and so now I really see women supporting female artists. Like they will, they women. A lot of times you didn't hear female <clears throat> artists in the club because women didn't request them, and so now that- women actually like. Hey, I'm riding for this person, so we're gonna go. Hold that thought, J. J. Uh, J. Dev, jump in. What What do you think about it? I want to make sure we get, get get to you as well. Uh, just about her comments and just you know the <clears throat> landscape. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that there's a disadvantage. I agree with Jay Moore on that. There's not a disadvantage in my personal opinion. Maybe the type of mm-hmm. artist that she's speaking of, maybe an artist like Chica. Um, because she's a different type of artist and she's dope by the way uh, Extremely you don't dope. hear a lot of her style you know what i'm saying being represented but again that goes back to what the majority of people want to hear and she's talking about mediocrity when a lot of the most popular female artists uh city girls mm-hmm are very mediocre in my personal opinion. I mean, they have hot tracks, you know what I'm saying? They, they definitely are able to tap into that club and and uh, get everybody hype or whatnot, but I mean, lyrically, mm-hmm. are we really considering them um, setting the, the bar, per se, for women lyricists? Right. <clears throat> you know? Um, I, don't, I don't agree that there's more women spitters than men. I don't believe it that um there are some very good talented women out there that are that are spitting and are able to sing and cross over and, and, and eat on both ends of the uh plane but I, I think um I think her comment is is it's a little too late especially for her to be new in the game and and she's making strides you know if if you know she about definitely it, making strides um, she could yeah. definitely Definitely check her um, her project out. She was actually in a uh, was it a movie? She was in a movie. I think that movie with uh, Jamie Fox as well. She she's been in movies. She's been in multiple ads like for big companies, like you know uh, clothing. Like she's she's been all over the place, man. Like a lot of people don't know about her, but she out there. So she's she's making noise. Yeah, and she's making noise, but I just don't think she's making a point right now by saying that. That women are are in a disadvantage because, uh, like Jay said earlier, I mean they're pretty much dominating on the radio. Um, Cardi B just dropped a song. Anytime Cardi B drops a song, she can announce it at the beginning of the week, and the world will stop uh, on the internet until she drops a song, and then they'll talk about it all day, and then it'll get right. played forever and ever and ever. So I mean, I honestly I I don't see where the disadvantage is. Okay, jump in there, Long. What, what do you think about the comments I read and just the overall concept? Yeah, I'm, I'm split. I'm split on like uh, my takes with with what you're saying. I, I actually kind of disagree with you, Terry, a little bit. And and Jay, I, I mean, I do feel like women are at a disadvantage in hip hop in general. I I, I feel like it, it's just the women to men in society. I, I just feel like that's there's always more hurdles for a woman than there are for a man. So in that aspect, I disagree. But overall. Um, the the part that really kind of stuck out to me was when she said that there are more women spitters than men spitters, and she also said mm-hmm. that we're not better. There's just more of us densely packed spitters, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, 
I don't know, man. I can't think of like a whole ton of like women MCs. Like I can think of a lot of them, but I can't think of more women MCs that can spit uh, better than some of the, the, the men. And that's not taking anything away from the women. It's just, I, I don't, I see more men doing it. Um, I feel yeah. like it's the opposite. I feel okay. like way okay. more men spitters. Like who, what, like, especially when we talk like some of the really top tier top tier mm-hmm. uh like men spitters you know like I, i'm a really huge <clears throat> royce fan like i don't know any mm-hmm. woman that's on par with royce and i know some really really dope women spitters um mm-hmm. you know there's some women that are, are definitely out there making you know when you talk about the Ciroc's and the rhapsodies and she's the, dope yep and we could just name all, I mean, again chica i mean even well. young mark can spit a little bit but yeah, she can rap. I just ain't her. I, I just don't know where she been. Like I, I was very excited about her, but I just don't know where she been. Like I ain't but, heard nothing. But as far as like there being a ton of women spitters, like point of my way, because I can be wrong, but I don't see them. Like I, I mean, and this is coming from somebody that and I feel like I can speak on this because this is what I do. Like I get yeah. email mm-hmm. submissions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I you know, everybody has access to submit <clears throat> music for free. And for me to check it out, and we listened to some last Friday night, and the ones that we heard were kind of in the realm of uh, popular, kind of trying to mimic what's going on with, you know, uh, the popular women rappers right now. You know, like the not uh, like the City Girls or the or kind of what Meg's doing a little bit, and the Cardi B's. You know that that realm. I, like. Most of the women rappers that I'm seeing aren't actually as polished as a lot of the men ones. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are a ton of men rappers out there. Like there are so many dudes that rap. Like everybody raps. And so the amount right. of like that aren't really, polished. The amount of really bad rappers that are men are really far. I think um I, I get what she's saying. I just don't I don't think it's accurate. So I, I think I'm I think I'm more uh alone and saying because she I was with her on everything until she started talking about um I guess there's two ways you can look at it you can look at it as she may have had a point or it also speaks to you know the level of you know some of the music because she was like well you know you can use Meg as an example like in terms of rapping against some of the dudes that rap and I'm like okay I like Meg the Stallion I like her story I like you know what she stands for but from an elite rapper standpoint to Lone's point, I don't know if I could just pin, point to her and be like, yo, that's the one I want to use. Like, maybe if she had used, you know, Cyrock or used Rhapsody or something like that, then I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. But when she when she used Meg, I was like, I don't know if that's the move in terms of that argument. And she's not, po- my, Meg, Meg is not even, polished. Even using Blueface and... Yeah. No, nah, she's not. And even using Blueface as somebody that you want to kind of compare and contrast to we don't fuck with Blueface. Right. What's the even on the last Blueface song you heard? Yeah. Yeah, like he after uh that Tatiana record was huge. I do know that, but I <clears> always <throat> thought dude was a clown to begin with. Like there's plenty of you know women MCs that are light years ahead of dude, like by far. And I'm not talking about the elite ones. So I I get that part. Um I'm kind of on the, more along the side of what what loan what where loan was going. Um see them like she's saying that maybe they are out there and maybe I'm maybe it's 
what's popular versus I don't know if there's even an underground exists even more with the internet, but I don't know. There's levels always been levels to it, but I think I'm more along on the side with loan on this one in terms of you know the abundance that she's speaking about. I don't know if I'd necessarily see that. Um respect her opinion. I think she's a dope artist. I'm a fan. Like <laughs> anything she put out, I'm gonna check for it. But uh interesting conversation. Oh, she's, dope. she's dope. Like I I rock with her. Like whatever she put out, I'm gonna check for it. Um, but the blue face, obviously, like Terry said, why even mention him? Like that's the headline. That's what got the, you know, that's what she was trying people. to get these jokes off. Yeah, she got him off on using him, and I think the I think what she said was accurate. Like, but but I see where she was going to get the joke off in the midst of having. I even remember. Yeah, I even remember when uh, people were trying to compare uh, folks messing with six nine over Blueface and it kind of was like mm-hmm. six nine is making way more ripples in the water than Blueface. Why are we having this conversation? Because one's a blood, one's a crip. Is is that why we're doing this? Because he didn't gain nowhere right. near as much steam as six nine did. And I mean at the end of the day they both whack, but six nine definitely was moving, making the needle move a lot more than Blueface. So there was right, no right. no real conversation about that. Nah, nah, I feel you. I feel you. I, you know, I'm, I'm never opposed to this conversation. I'm glad, you know, she had people going back and forth and she was able to voice her opinion. Um, I'm just, you know, when I'm kind of, like I said, hey, we, when she says that the women in hip hop, hip hop are light years ahead of the men when it comes to technical skill, she lost me at that point. Yeah, yeah she lost me on yeah, that one. Yeah, that, that one right there. Where, where yeah, she, she lost me on that one. That's what. Yeah, I, I mean, I if she's listening, back, dude, that's like, how that's how you mess up. Yeah, that's how you mess up your whole point. Yeah, because she that's was cooking you mess now. Up your whole point by by making a statement like that and then yeah. saying that. Yeah, like she was cooking, but when you know, I, if I'm gonna be fair and be consistent and be honest, I had to, I got to pull back on that one because I do not see that. But you know, that's her opinion. I respect it, but I'm, I'm gonna have to disagree on that one. Uh, shout out to her overall just for the conversation and being a dope artist and if y'all haven't checked her out please check her out because she is noise with it all right let's uh let's go to the next topic here Steve that was Joe Button loan which in the, and this actually is uh we were just talking about I feel like we were talking about Joe Button and uh ownership and we had that conversation a few episodes back don't quote me on the number but I know we talked about Joe uh, he, you know, has really made his way in the podcast game with, with Rory and Maul, and you know they they have, they have some good content. I like their podcast, and you know it was on Spotify, and then we talked about the issues they had with Spotify, and then we went to, you know, he was on YouTube and the Joe Button Network, but now hey girl, he it's good to see you. Named, named as the head of, let's see, make sure I read it right, the head of creator equity at Patreon. So he's going to be moving his show over to Patreon, which we, which I'm assuming, unless I read this wrong, will require a payment and a membership to see his podcast. Yep. So this is different. Like this, a, a guy that has like a show that has this much support. I actually saw a couple people that I know in Chicago, you know, on uh, online, <clears throat> on social media, talking about how they don't want to pay. You know, we've always talked about, you know, Patreon and how you build build your brand. But I saw multiple people being a little upset in terms of having to pay for the Joe Budden podcast moving forward. Lauren, I want to come to you first. 
this, to me, this is a big move, like, you know, from an ownership standpoint and him being an executive and moving over to Patreon. But what do you what are, what are the, what do you think the effects will be on his fan base moving to a, you know, a subscribe have to pay to listen to format? How do you think that's going to affect this fan base? Well, first off, I wanted to make sure that that is the case, right? Is, is the entire show going to be? No. Um, that's why I didn't think so. I thought Not it, was, the it, show? Was just, it was just it, certain, you can certain exclusive content, additional right? Additional content through the Patreon oh, I, paywall. Okay. My apologies. I, I misspoke. My apologies. I thought it, I thought he was taking the show over there. Okay. My apologies. Okay. Got it. Got yeah. It. So, okay. so I think this is smart. Well, this is actually something that... Um, that we've actually talked about with us like years ago. And I brought up um, about potentially having bonus content with that. We do available um, mm-hmm. as, as you know, Patreon members um, yeah. or for our Patreon members, excuse me. Um, we never actually pulled the trigger on it just because I wasn't sure exactly how we were going to do that. And like, what type of, you know, like, do we want to do that? Do we just want to create a new show? You know, like or, or that what that becomes. And it, and it does say exclusive content. That's my fault. I, I apologize. I thought he was taking the whole show over there, but oh. still, we still have a talking point because it'll be yeah, content. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So yeah, so so I think this is a smart thing. This is something that I think everybody that is a content, if you're a content creator and you're watching this, the number one thing that you can do for your content is have a Patreon, and that is because it is fully crowd-based you have full control over it and even more so than youtube more so than twitch if you're a streamer or whatever you do you get the most reward back monetarily from a patreon account than you do anything else Mm. if you think about twitch if you subscribe to us on twitch right now you can do it for free with twitch prime right but if you subscribe regularly for five bucks we get two dollars and fifty cents of that amazon takes fifty percent of that profit okay um, if you are a Patreon member of ours for $1 or $2 or 5 or 6 or if you're one of our raffle people, we get 92% of that. So for, for all content creators in general, you have full control of how you distribute things. But at the same time, you can actually get a reasonable amount of like income off of it depending on how you market it. So that's a long way to come back to say that I think it's a good idea for him to do this. It gives them more control, gives them more long-term um, revenue. Um, and I'm looking at it here. It says he is given three membership tiers, the homies for five bucks a month, family for 10 and friend of the show for 25. Now I'm not sure if you get anything mm-hmm. for those different amounts. Um, but <clears throat> that's what I would guess that, you know, you get something different for each amount. Um, so I think it's interesting, man. Yeah. I, I'm going to cut it short so you, we can keep moving, but um, maybe come back later. But what uh, I'll say is that um, I'm curious as to what Budden's actual role will be with Patreon and what this actually means for him. Like, I, I want to know what he's going to do for Patreon. Like, right, right, like I think right. it brings more like eyes on the platform. Um, but like what like what is he going to do? That's that's what I want to know. So, I mean, the, the release came out like, you know, well, at least the way I took it, in my opinion, it looks like he has a, I guess you want to say a prominent role with them, you know, moving forward. But I, to your point, I don't know what that what that describes, like what he's going to do. Um, right. But I'm, I'm, I'm with you from, a, you know, monetary standpoint and branding and, you know, expanding. I think is dope. I think this is a game changer because. 
you know, him having a podcast that's successful, but still having exclusive content that you have to pay and have tiers. That's a little different. Like it's, I'm very curious to see how this works only because I've already saw a few people saying that they're not down with it because they were under the impression that I was under uh, that the show was going to go over there instead of the exclusive content. So reading definitely is fundamental. Uh, Jay Moore, jump in, man. What do you think about this as a person? I know we've talked about the Joe Budden podcast. You said you like it. Like, does this entice you to possibly go over it and check out some of the content? Or are you just going to rock with YouTube? Um, well, you know, because I'll be honest, I'm I'm a fan enough of the show that when they took all the um, the new episodes and they stopped that partnership with Spotify, yeah. I was like, all right, well, how am I going to listen now? And now I have like the Google podcast app. Mm. Um so I can listen to that and um, the evening Jones with Bamani Jones. So, you know, those are two podcasts that were not available on Spotify. I got an app just to listen to those particular podcasts. Um, and so if it's going to be exclusive content that's over there, you know, I might think about at least joining it with the homie level five dollars. Five dollar holla. OK. OK. You know, I mean, that's part of what, you know, when I go go running, I, I very rarely listen to music. I listen to podcasts. You know, I want I, I want to get that information, whether it be something about sports or news or hip hop. You know, I'm I, you know, I like to feed my brain another way, you know, when I'm out doing out and plus mm-hmm. you know sometimes it keeps me motivated i want to hear the end of the story or or the end of a, a particular um opinion on something so i think this is for the install base that he has i think this is a brilliant move especially mm-hmm. if they're not trying to get his rights if you will you know and they came with a, a check and they didn't say okay now you got to do this you got to have this certain he he played the long game and for all intents and purposes it worked you know because yeah apparently there were sounds like a partnership sounds like a legit partnership we're just going to buy this we're not going to give you uh any type of uh you know uh analytics as far as what your your um other than maybe other than oh yeah you were the number one podcast for this particular year mm-hmm. and then we don't give you any other analytics you know and but we still give all we, we still give amy schumer more money than you i mean i completely understand mm-hmm. why you know they had to get away from spotify and they weren't so quick to just partner with a title or youtube or you know because once again uh, for these particular uh platforms you know they want you to sign over exclusivity and they want you to sign over rights like to the point where you don't own your name or anything else and it looks like he got a deal where he didn't have to sign over his rights and he's able to have creative control and it's a partnership as opposed to just okay now we own you as a product so you know for whatever people think about joe button or or about rory and mal or that or whatever that they say on that they have a following it's very strong and they stuck to their guns and it looks like at the end of the day they won so I, like I gotta give them props for that. Okay, yep. okay, J. Diff, jump in there, man. What What are your thoughts, man? Because it sounds like we think it's a win across the board. What you think? Yeah, pretty much everybody else's sentiment on this, for the most part. Um, it's It's funny because literally from the time we came out, we've been using Patreon. Yep. Um, but Somebody. it just is I know it just hasn't true. caught wind with with subscribers <laughs> and. And uh, everybody else, as far as how we're using it, so it's funny to see one of the, the biggest podcasts in the game decide to take their platform over to Patreon. Now, how it how it uh, 
plays out remains to be seen. I, I hope that he's successful with this and he brings other people over that are going to uh, mm-hmm. possibly feed into other shows such as ours and, uh, you know, sign up for one of the, the tiers in order to, to support us and also win some free stuff or, you know, just it's, it's a good look at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Cause I honestly, I never was, I never really checked out Spotify for the most part. Um, I use other apps in order to, to listen to podcasts, but him moving over to Patreon is essentially like to the music business, a band camp, per, so to speak, because mm-hmm. with band camp, you know, as an artist, you're getting more percentage of the coin versus with your, with your content on YouTube or any other platform, you're getting a smaller portion of it. So it's definitely good to tap in all of those avenues in order to you know make what you create more profitable to yourself so kudos to joe button yep yeah i'm I'm definitely with that he he's uh he's on to something here and like long you know he said i'm very curious to see what his uh role is going to be and how he's going to yeah you know jump into that what, what that brings to the table i feel like at the same time like maybe it is exposure because um you know, Patreon is very similar. Like Terry said, it is very similar to Bandcamp for musicians. Like Bandcamp has been around for a long time, but right. it's most people like rock with the Spotify's or the Apple Music's or the Amazon or the YouTube just because it's easier. But Bandcamp is so much better for artists because you get so much of a higher percentage. And Patreon's the same way. Like if you watch us, that's great. You know what I mean? Like if you subscribe on Twitch, that's great. But like if you go over and uh, become a patron for $1 a month that automatically gets deducted out of your account. Yep. You know, it's very little for you and that stuff adds up for us to be able to, you know, and all creators to be able to to keep going. Like I'm a member of like, I'm mm-hmm. like a patron for like four or five different people, even at small levels, just, and I forget mm-hmm. about it until the next month and I'm like, oh, there's my Patreon bill and it's like $10 or something. You know what I mean? It's like mad small, but um, and I always tell people, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say it's a, it's a great way to support. It's almost the best way to support. I always tell people what, you know, when we talk about Patreon and, and um, this is, you know, we talk about the concept and, 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 you know, how it works. We always ask about how it works. The best thing that, that said that you said was the fact that you don't even realize you don't even realize it. Like some of the levels are, you know, like he said, the five dollar homies level or, you know, three dollars or a dollar a month. Like you'll fall into spin. You'll spend that just going out some to the gas station. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't really feel that amount. But, you know, that money adds up for. You know, when you get a hundred people doing that, we talk about equipment and expanding. And, I mean, you got a you new know. camera this week, so you can tell that's Patreon money, oh, right man. There. It's Come on, Patreon man. Money. Come talk to him. Microphones. Hey, and matter of fact, <laughs> matter of fact, now that to. you said, now that you said that, you know, I'm about to put you on blast real quick because we always talk about, you know, knowing that we talk about uh, your privilege on our show. But uh, what did? How did you describe my camera? Just out of curiosity. Crispy. It's pretty. Crispy. So it was crispy. Don't you guys think it's pretty yeah. crispy? Hey, pretty crispy. Did you mean anything else by that, or? Yeah, definitely. I definitely I just, meant, yeah, I mean it's definitely just, because you're black and you like chicken. Uh and okay, you know, that okay. was the double on top. I was just asking I was just asking, <laughs> I didn't know if that's how you was right going. There. You still my dude though. You know, I just you know, I try to bring out as much racism as I can in the most blatant way, you know. 
just yeah. so, you, yeah. so it's out in the yeah. front in the open you know what i mean like i mean if we're going to develop a fan base and we have you know supporters and stuff i'd rather them know that that's how you get down instead of just you know going on youtube and being surprised and they cussing you out in the comments like we need to understand that lone is who he is and you know he's embracing that so that's yeah, all that was i love my racism out in the front you know what i mean you act like we're doing a show you act like we're doing huh? a show with remy or some shit man <laughs> you act like we're doing a show with remy <laughs> Yo, shout out uh, to all our new supporters. audience is not the place for that <laughs> yeah, not to play at all. Shout out to all the all of our supporters and lurkers and you know people in the chat that are old enough to even know who Remy is. Because you might have lost some people right there, uh, Jay Diff. You might have lost somebody. They might not even know who Remy is. You know what I'm saying? So Talking about Remy Martin, they might not, man. But since we're talking about Patreon, yeah, uh, I want to go ahead and say Patreon.com backslash New Oldheads for anybody that wants yeah, to we go. sign up and support our Patreon. Since we're talking about Patreon. Yep. Yes, uh, all yes, that money, uh, literally, like everything that we've bought has come from our Patreon. So you know, yeah. the cameras, the we that goes right back into everything we do. So we much thanks yeah. to no. Patreon. I take the long I take time. The Patreon money. I, I spend most of it on cocaine and hockey jerseys. Just letting <laughs> y'all know that right now. I don't know what they're talking about. Yes, that, sir. <laughs> we he get a whole a we get Patreon a whole heap up. of Patreon money if if he's able to cop these jerseys and this cocaine like that. Let me tell Man. you, yeah, here moving bricks. That's why I call him Yay Moore. Yes, sir. <laughs> If you guys yeah, have found talk to all white talk bricks. to them. All white bricks all day long. If you guys have found a Patreon out there. All white bricks and the off white ones. There, there might be yes, a sir. there might be a bootleg one that Jay Moore's running right now because I haven't seen that cocaine money. So. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, hey, listen. <laughs> be clear. Be clear. You know, I don't count my brother's pockets now. I don't do that. But be clear. Them hockey jerseys gonna run you. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna run you, you know, a couple huh all. Give or take, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, my man out here, I ain't saying he in them screens. He, he get it legal. I'm just saying. they then Those ain't cheap jerseys that my brother got on with the captain C on them. You know what I'm talking about? Those aren't. Look, I tell you what, either you going to let me get my money in these streets he said he or got I the will bricks, get so. my money in these streets. So, I'm just saying. In these Patreon streets. Hey, man. That's what he said. It, it is what it is. That's, that, C on his, that C on his jersey is not for captain, it's for cocaine. <laughs> thank you. I see how you tied yep. that in. Thank you. Thank you. Captain hey, cocaine. I, I know I know a kingpin when I see one. So, you know, I don't want no smoke. I'll stay out the way. I know a kingpin <laughs> when I see one. Um, Let's run the long, let, <laughs> Should we shout out to the partners? No bad man? ideas. No clothing bad company. company. Coleman Dental. Coleman Dental. Print Finity. Indie CD and Vinyl. Sun King Brewery. And the hub for all things new old heads. Bringingdowntheband.com. Remember. Once you type bringing down the band in the search bar on YouTube and the page populates, subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. And as always, we thank you for your support. Now back to the show. All right. All right. Shout out to our great partners that we have. As always, we appreciate Absolutely. them. I actually have some, um, uh, some Coleman Dental what you got? chapstick right here. I tried to put oh, that in the camera earlier, but yeah. I like can that. see it when you pull back a little bit. I can see the K on there. Um, you got any no bad ideas merch on today? Anybody got anything? No bad ideas? Oh, Anybody got any, I got that. Sun got King glasses. Anybody got Sun King? I think Lone was drinking Sun King earlier. That's, we got, got any. We Mac right now. There's one. Let's see, yay more, yay more. Yeah. Yay more got some Sun King. Okay. Okay. I know. All right. I don't have any Printfinity on currently. So, but you know. Printfinity yeah, I had a, ship, I had a shipment here. that was posted. 
I've been waiting on my box. It's probably three or four years, now, <laughs> but I think one day it's going. Uh, You've been their newest <laughs> artist for at least four years. I sent your stuff man, to the, uh, listen. starving kids. We I sat said, down. I sent your stuff to the starving kids, man. We sat. We sat Along down and with talked the about City, it. City uh, championship shirts. We 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 sat down and talked about it. We crunched numbers. You know what I'm saying? We had a whole fall line. Everything was set, man. And then was I was I, I at this meeting? Yeah, you were there, and I, I didn't see anything, was I, man. Was and, I present? Yeah, you were there. COVID hit, and you know, just kind of took a back seat. You know, COVID family, the baby, all that. Ago. So I respect it. I respect it. Oh, but uh. At some point, man, we we gonna get All that right. thing popping, man. We we had a meeting though. Be clear, we had a meeting. Um, <laughs> let's jump, <laughs> let's jump into this last topic, man. I thought this one was interesting. I saw an interview. Uh, Just Blaze was being interviewed on the uh, you know what I mean Godcast. Lord Jamar, uh, Godfrey's on there with him now, and um, who am I missing? Rodiga. Rodiga look good too, by the way. Y'all don't sleep. Um, like her. I like her, man. Plus, she can rap her ass off. But uh, I might have to, man. But uh, they had they had just Blaze on there. He talked out. He talked about a whole bunch of stuff. He talked about how when he first got to Rockefeller, like he couldn't talk to Jay Z for like a year and a half. Like he was the new guy, and he had to work himself in. And Jay would, you know, talk to him through a third party and be like, "The drums are cool, but no," or "I don't like the sample," or. You know, this is okay, but you got to tweak this. Turn the highest down. He went through a whole year and a half of that until uh, he had a record that went off what I, I believe it was either was it Beans? I think it might have been a state property joint or something that went off. And Jay was like, oh, that's the kid Just. He was like, yeah. Everybody was like, yeah. Oh, it's time for him to let's bring him in. And he gave him a whole studio room and baseline and the rest is history. But one thing that he said that stood out to me being a producer alone, you'll be able to speak to this as well, is the importance of understanding, you know, when, you know, what an actual producer is. And he talked about how he got in an argument with Puffy because Puffy told him one time on a project they were working on, hey man, just so you know, my name is going to be listed as producer, all these records that we did. And Just Blaze is fight, uh, is arguing and cussing him out. You didn't make the beat. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. And he said it took him years to understand that you know, the guy that makes the beat is not necessarily the producer. And I've always been aware of this. Well, I'm not going to say always. I've I've had the conversation a lot. Um, But when you make beats and you're a producer, sometimes you, you, you see people like Khaled can't, you know, he ain't, I don't know when last time he touched the NPC. I know he used to produce, but he gets all these super producer credits and people like Puffy, like Puffy, you know, he's got producer credits and I don't know if he touched the drum machine or any of your biggie shit. But people always talk about how the producer is the guy that knows the engineer. He knows what songwriter to pair with the artist. He knows what sounds good here. He knows what sounds good there. And Gus Blaze said it took him a long time to understand that and he was in his feelings at first, but he had to realize what it was. So, Long, what, what do you think about that? Do you think a lot of producers now that are you know, we, we could talk like shout out to the homie D Frog. He's up and coming, um, you know, getting his bearings up underneath him. Like, do you think a lot of these producers now truly understand what that means? Because there was a point in time where I, you know, I didn't like I'm like, if you ain't make the beat, I don't respect you. You know what I'm saying? But I had to learn that, you know, there are levels to it, you know, and there are joints that Quincy Jones produced and he didn't play an instrument on. 
know what I'm saying? So do you think that, do you think producers that are up and coming are aware of that or do they even care at this point? I think it's interesting. We're in an interesting place right now because, uh, we're, we're, we're a handful of years into the whole, um, like beat maker and producer overlapping like that, that term, you know what I mean? Like there was a long Mm -hmm. time where, uh, well, there was a time when beat maker and, and producer weren't interchangeable. And uh, now yep. it's how, 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 uh, however much uh, instrumental music there is out there, um, everything is just called a producer. And, and beat maker is just mm. kind of a side thing at this point. I think it depends on like mm-hmm. where you're at musically, who you're working with, if you're working with others. Um, and all of that, you know, kind of mixed together. Like you, you were a producer on Fox, the legends project. You didn't necessarily make everything, but you were in there working with him and, you know, a part of the whole process of like putting that together. You know what I mean? That's, 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 that's the producer aspect of it. I think a lot of times that can get, that's where the beat maker can (coughs) completely overlook that. If they're like, if you're in a hip hop group and it's just you and one other person and you make the beats Mm -hmm. and you record everything you know, like you're the producer, you know what I mean? Like if you're the only, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. there is no producer aspect. It's very rare, I think, for up and coming acts to have like an actual overhead executive producer or anything like that, like a Puffy mm-hmm. or a Khaled or even what you did with Fox and, and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't, I haven't had very many instances though where I've ran into it like that being a problem, you know, like... Um, okay. You know what I mean? Like, um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, it's, I don't know if it's really an issue. I do think it's, I I think it's an interesting thing to talk about, you know, um, I, uh, sometimes I wonder the value of an actual producer, but I think it, sometimes I don't think it's as valuable as it is some other times. That's what I wanted. That's the part. That's what I wanted. I was hoping, I was wondering if you were going to say that the value is there, is the value overhyped sometime when you when you list someone as a producer? I like, think it the only on the on the grand scheme of what we're talking about, the guys that we're talking about, because right. I think I think sometimes it can be overhyped. I think it can be exaggerated at times. Oh, this guy he just knew everything to do. And I'm like, damn, come on, man. If you got the dream in the room with you and AR has picked through all of the bad beats and got 50 of the best ones out of a thousand submissions. And then you're listening to the top 25 and trimming it down to 10 and the dream is in there. And I'm like, come on, man. Like there's a lot that's going into that for you to say one person picked all of for this sure. and made it work. But you know what I, I mean? Yeah. I think at the same time though, you know, I, I do think that as well, while I agree with that, um, I think there is a particular skill set in being able to know what's going to work. You know, like even okay. though a lot of the work's already been done, I do think if you have a really good ear, um, like whoever is Top Dog Entertainment's uh, main producer mm-hmm. has a great ear. You know what I mean? Like they, yep. th- like even from an A and R standpoint, all the artists have a very specific sound that fits within that. You know that 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 itself. <clears throat> um, great. You know, like Dre is obviously a really dope producer. Um, even mm-hmm. if he's not making the beats, he knows how to get the right producers around him. If it's a high tech or if it's a Danon Porter or, you know, like those guys are mm-hmm. crazy dope. It, it's Khalil. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy to think of Danon Porter as a beat maker. You know what I mean? Be, but he is, right. 
but right. he is spectacular. He's like one of the best producers out there. But that's what makes Dre so good as far as like Puffy and DJ uh, Khaled. I don't know about Khaled, man. Like yeah. I, I haven't really liked much. I think I feel like they're more. I ain't going. I'm sorry. Like I think it's because their focus is less on the music and it's more so on like what will work. Um, as opposed I'm, to Dre seems to have more money, of a, man. He's he's pretty much just middleman and shit at this point. Yeah. Who who is that Terry? His career now because uh, Khaled. 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 These are Khaled. Yeah. No, so, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to play Diddy. I wouldn't try to play Diddy because Mary J. Blige. Uh, what's the four one one? Like all them albums that came out. So I'm I'm not gonna play him. But Khaled. I'm not going on Khaled. I'm I'm sorry. I'm uh, maybe I'm a hater. I'll, I'll embrace it. But I'm not going on Khaled. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to necessarily well, we, play. We know. Yeah, I mean, but but we know what. Maybe it's because we we more pay attention or pay attention because we were really in the music back in the day that <clears throat> that uh Puffy wasn't actually making all of these beats. Right. Um, that Dr. Dre had a lot of help. And a, yep. a solid ass team surrounding him in order to make mm-hmm. that sound. Although he was very instrumental in it as well. Like anybody that he's worked with producer wise, uh, will never take any credit from Dre. Yeah. Because yeah. they'll say they put something out and Dre put he put his own twist or he was able to give it that Dre sound. Right. Like even took it to I, the next I level. An article about Nanon Porter. Yeah, about him working on 50 Cent's album. People don't even know how instrumental he was on Get Rich or Die Trying. And he was talking about how the things that he did, but how Dr. Dre was able to make shit pop, even though he didn't necessarily make all that instrumentation. Um, And at the end of the day, as long as as you're getting paid and your royalties and things are set, does it really matter Mm -hmm. that you're not mentioned as that producer? You know what I'm saying? And this is more talking... This is more uh, you and loans lane because y'all produce and y'all have credits here. And, you know what I'm saying? So y'all know exactly yeah. how that works. I mean, I, I say as long no. as as long as the paperwork is good at the end of the day. Yeah. I does, mean, I, does it really matter? I, I say, ego, ego is a hell of a drug, man. Ego is a hell of a drug. I mean, I, even though I say no, you know, like if if there's some sort of. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll answer your question with another, like a statement. But what I'll say is that it doesn't really matter, but does it really hurt to have the producer's name on it too? You know what I mean? Like to say it was produced by Dre and Don Porter. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I see you on that. But in the same token, like say a, a ghostwriter. So is, is this the same comparison to somebody that's ghostwriting? For an artist, and we know Puffy has used those endless times as well. Royce, I think uh, one. A ghostwriter. You know, That's a ghostwriter would... is not being mentioned at all, but they're still collecting. If the paperwork is right, they're still collecting on that shit yeah. from whenever it was set out and began up until now and into the future. So, with that being said, does is is that a different ball game as far as being a ghostwriter versus yeah. being a producer who's not necessarily known producer track but you got paid for it i think you so. actually took the question right out of my mouth because i was going to ask uh that's what i was going to ask to jay moore i was gonna ask that to him for as just you know as a consumer just remove everything that you know and all the people that you know to do 
you know, what we do and all that. But as a consumer, do you do you do you care, or is it about you know, like you're a hip hop head? Like I'm not gonna, I'm not. Let me take that back. I ain't gonna play you like you're just a consumer. You a hip hop head. You involved in the culture, so you're gonna see it differently. But does it matter to you? Like just from the outside looking in, does it matter to you in terms of what we're talking about? Um, I you know I like to know who the people are who created this and found you know this sample and. You know, I'm that I'm that I'm that kid that read the credits, you know, uh, back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I even though I, I didn't have any context for it, I wanted to know these people's names. Um, but, you know, when you talk about what a producer is, you know, I mean, Quincy Jones produced their, you know, thriller. You know, we talked about Quincy Jones, you know, not exactly playing every instrument, you know, but, you know, yeah. we also know who Rod Temperton is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was the talk one who him. came up with the music uh, for a lot of these these songs and uh you know then you had other people who came in with the lyrics you know but quincy jones is who essentially put it together because sometimes what you have is somebody yeah they know how to make a beat but do they need to do they know how to tell snoop okay this is what you're going to say you know change your cadence like this make sure you ride the beat here Mm -hmm. all right we're going to drop we're going to drop this out here and then we're going to switch this and we're going to or, you know, and then there's going to be a bridge here, you know, like a lot mm-hmm. of times people can create these incredible beats, but can they really put together a song, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about, you know, um, being able to put a rapper and, you know, also when you're talking about a singer, you know, I mean, for whatever you have to say about Puffy, you know, you got to think about it before he was even bad boy. This dude is basically yeah. a Hall of Famer. He, you know, he produced. What's the four one one? Thank you. Uh, my life. That's why I can't uh, play him. That's why I can't play him. Forever, my lady, mm-hmm. and Diary of a Mad Band. Yep. That's the work he did before he even started Bad Boy. And then when yep. he gets to Bad Boy, you know, and he's he, the executive he producer and produced a lion's share of. I mean, and the people who did who did produce other records, they got their props. But you know, <clears> the guy who put it all together is is Puffy, Diddy, whoever, Brother Love. You know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> on top of those four albums that I just, you know. Um, mentioned he's got ready to die under his belt those Mm -hmm. five albums which put him in the hall of fame you know regardless of anything that you have to say that's Um, a great point and it's not not just because he produced those beats but he was able to say okay i mean machine gun funk is dope and this is a story like if you've ever read uh unbelievable or you saw it in the movie yeah you know but he's like okay this is what we need to do if we're going to get on the radio and really be able to rock. And so what you're going to do, we're going to loop, we're going to loop up in two may and we're going to get juicy and we're going to get that on the radio. Unbelievable is going to be your B side, because if you leave it up a lot of times to the artists, you know, unbelievable and uh, machine gun funk would have been singles for Biggie, you Mm -hmm. know, someone who has to, that that other vision, uh, not only artistically, but you know, when it it meant a lot more uh, to move things commercially, you know, so, yeah. I mean, I understand yeah. there are some people who there are a lot of artists who can do both, you yeah. know, because let's be honest, in the beginning, Dr. Dre was doing both. He was producing those N.W.A. and those easy to E yeah. records. Early, and he was the early Dre was heavy on the beats. Early Dre was heavy, heavy, heavy on the beats, especially back then. You like, know, he was making the all time, the beats. Like, when you, there are certain records where we'd have thought they were OK if Dre when Jay, Dre puts his 
you know, his stamp on it. Oh, these records are incredible. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know if yeah. he actually snapped out the beat for in the club, but I guarantee you in the club or a song like heat, another record that wasn't even a single off of yeah. uh, get Richard or die trying, you know, when you hear those records, you're like, my God, you know, right. that they, they just have something to them that Dr. Dre magic is there. You know, even if he didn't, he wasn't sitting there tapping that yeah. out on the MP. If you, final. If you so, listen I mean, to, I, I understand think that but you know you know these people are producers there are some people who can do both uh but you know it's not it's not often that people can do both and do it well if you listen to the chronic 2001 um and terry i'm coming to you because i know you was jumping in if you listen to the chronic 2001 like mike dean all these guys that are playing keys and stuff like that like sonically if you listen to that album man like what at what how it sounds it's one of the crispiest albums I've ever heard in my life. When you really sit down and listen to it, I put it in the proper speakers and really sit down and listen to how everything is panned and the, the snares. The, the intro to it is the Dolby sound. Oh, like I think that, that album, Chronic 2001, the is the album is the, uh, is the Dolby sound effect. I could it's be ridiculous, wrong. man. Yeah. I could be wrong, it's but crazy. I believe and it also. I believe I was gonna say I believe that album specifically changed how music was mixed in hip hop. Um, Bruh. because of the compression music, yeah. because of the compression that was used on that album, I, I think I, I, can't, I could be wrong, but like Dr. Dre, like Dr. Dre, and to add to the producer ahead, stuff, to add to the producer stuff, real quick though, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. even sequ- album sequencing is mm-hmm. very important as well, because somebody can produce a whole bunch of beats, but if they don't, if they don't sound good following up on one another. You have somebody else is taking the executive producer credit and they know how to sequence that sound to make that album sound cohesive. Then and that's that's where a producer comes in as well, versus not exactly mm-hmm. just producing the, the tracks, but how you actually hear them. And like if you listen to um I don't know, man, there's so many, there's so many joints stand out to me that Dre has touched where I'm just like, yo, I wish I had that snare or I wish I had, I don't know what he laid on top of it. Is it sandpaper? Is it a hat on top of it? It feels like there's three things on top of it. Like West Side Story on uh, the games album. Like the documentary, the, yeah. The, the documentary, the mm-hmm. snare for that, like it's crazy. Like when you really listen to that, it's nuts. And the mixing and the engineering, so you know, there are levels to it, man, but I'm sorry. I, I ain't going on Khaled. Now, I'm not mad at Diddy. I'm, uh, Diddy, we're going to set him over to the side. He got multiple classics, but I'm not going on Khaled. I'm sorry. And if y'all want to say something in the comments, I'm going to do better on the comments. I'll jump in. You know, we just have a good conversation, talk about it. I ain't mad, but I'm not going on Khaled. If y'all can prove me wrong, I'll stand corrected, but I'm not going on Khaled. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't see it. I don't Fair see enough. it. I mean, he, he's just good at, at, at piecing people together to to get in the studio and make something. He definitely knows everybody. I give him peace for that. Like in terms of his you know his ability to get people together and to get a lot of people to come in for his album. That's a skill too or you mm-hmm. full rel- you connected or something. Like he knows how to get people in, but all of his albums be like 25 joints and like four of them is dope. But every song got a feature on it. Like I'm cool. Like I'm cool yeah. unless I miss something. I'm cool. Right, this conversation. I mean, here lately he makes sure he go to Drake first. Got to go to Drake. Go to Drake first. Yeah, and, and then he then he try to get uh, Jay Z and Beyonce on some shit and whoever's yeah. making waves at the time. I mean, he he's got his formula down. 
And it's definitely oh, pain, he got it down but, pat. Um, yeah. yeah, he got it down pat. I ain't you know yeah. he's successful now. I don't get it twisted. <laughs> he's successful, but top of the Maybach, all that shit, I'm cool. Like I was cool. I mean, there's cool a lot of good that. points that were brought up because we talked about the just kind of how all these things overlap from the beat maker to the producer to the executive producer to the A and R to song sequencing to the mix engineer. Like the, a lot of this stuff overlaps yeah. in different ways. So. Mm-hmm. I don't even think the A&R exists anymore, man. I could be old. I might be the old. This might be the old head part, not the new part. But I don't no. think A&Rs exist. Like, I think people just... Well, A&Rs exist. I mean, like, for example, you got Gucci. You got Gucci, who who people are saying... Nah, I'm talking about new artists. I'm talking about, I'm talking about new and up-and-coming artists. I mean, oh, you talking about A&R new okay, artists. I got you. I follow you. I got you. Okay. I'm saying... There's following him and AR from following now, and if okay. that's your type of music that you fuck with, then to the to you it might be like he's okay. finding the greatest acts ever. I mean, you talk about who he started with. I mean, he had uh, uh, what's her name, Nicki Minaj, at one point. Yeah. He had uh, uh, what's his name, um, Waka Flocka. Uh, I want to yeah. say the Migos yeah. Rick, kind of Rick started Squad. out with Gucci, and they, then they started with him. Yeah, yep, they, but was this a Coach K thing? Yeah, so I mean, he he's got a pretty good track record. Well, I mean, these are people that he found beforehand, and then yeah, and they kind of passed on to 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 Coach K or I, or QC. Terry, my Terry, I guess my point is in saying but, that is. My point in saying that is, I think now everything is so streamlined. It's use right to the label, and then you out, and it's put out. Like there is mm-hmm. no development. There is no let's work on yeah. this or, you know, let's tweak this. It's like nah, he got a million nah, views he own. Let's get him out there. You know what I'm saying? That's For all sure. I'm. That's all I meant by that. Yeah, and that's accurate. That's very accurate. Yeah, I just think things are streamlined yeah, it's, now. It's, like I don't think none it, of that. That, that's, that shit that's don't accurate. matter like it used to. Yeah, yeah. And even even further. It's, nah, it's, it's that right now. Way. It's more. It's middleman. It's middleman in game right now. But, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and even further, it's it's very much. It's like that with all creative media right now. It, it's more important for mm-hmm. people to have a following than it is to be good at what they're doing. And so like, there we you, go. If you get your following first, then you mm-hmm. can take the time to to hone your craft, which is completely opposite from like <clears throat> what I remember it being when I was coming up. It was my whole train of oh, thought definitely. was get good and then show yourself yeah. to the world. And then by the time like I got good, it was like completely the opposite. And I'm like, well, fuck, I wasted all that time. Being good. I could have just, you know, born at the wrong time, I guess. I don't the know. 20, the 20 could have just put your shit out. The 20, the 20 <laughs> right. year old now. The twenty year old now is like, I don't want I don't need to get good. Let me get popular. That's evolution. Like it's just it's just yep. it is what it is. Popping. Let me get, get popping poppin on now. this it's hard to, Let me, yeah, let me it's, turn my face. Let me make sure I dress real fresh. Yeah. It's I'm weird lit. to accept. It's weird to accept too. Like, I mean, I'm older now and it's like, man, like there was literally like I spent all this time working on all this and then I had to come to the conclusion sure. later on, like Wow, things have really shifted in in the process of me getting good at my craft. Like nobody care, nobody cares. How popular are you? <laughs> Sad but true. You know what I mean? Sad but true. Yeah. Um, but that's just the game, man. Like we not hating. We, it's just an assessment. It's just a fair well, assessment. Is. All right. So I think we're coming up right on an hour. I think we started nine forty five. Did I miss anything? You guys got anything else to say before we get out of here? Uh, thanks for rocking with us as always. 
know? Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I didn't mean to ignore the chat tonight. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah. I usually I usually rock with y'all, so I apologize. I don't think I uh, I didn't mean to ignore the chat. DJ Corey, uh, <laughs> Corey T, I see you. My boy from out east. Who else is in here? DJ Obi Wan, I see you. E Frog is always in the building. Uh, the flood. flood, my guy, the flood is in the building as well. Appreciate you. So, chat, we always appreciate y'all. Uh, continue to rock with us. We talked about Patreon tonight. Go look your boys up on Patreon. You know, throw us a couple bones a month. You won't even see it come out the account. Indeed. Check us out, man. New Old Heads Network as always. Subscribe and follow. And we will see y'all next week. Stay tuned for the post show for a little bit. Holla. Peace.